We're at the end of our season of uh, Proverbs, our series, and I, uh, the final chapter, starting with verse 10, talks about uh, a wise woman, Proverbs 31 woman. And the woman in the passage is wisdom personified. In some ways, she represents like the summation of all the major principles of Proverbs into one, all the values the woman in this passage is industrious. She's productive. She's fruitful. She's caring. She's compassionate. Strong and determined. Wise and discerning. With faithfulness and dignity. I want to read the passage here with you, starting with verse 10. It'll be on the screen. You can kind of follow along. And... This is not just for the ladies, fellas, okay? Don't check out on me. This is God's truth using the example of a wonderful woman and the women in our lives can reflect God's glory, reflect God's truth, God's wisdom and grace. It starts with, charm is deceitful and beauty is passing, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. Keep going. Is that the only one that they gave you? Well, all right on. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the distaff and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor. Yes, she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them and supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. I love that phrase. On her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat uh, the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also. And he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel and exceed them all. I think there's one more. Is there one more? Yeah, they're out of order, but that's okay. We get it. Who can find a virtuous wife for her worth is far above rubies. The heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She's like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. And from her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. This is a picture of a beautiful, beautiful person, a wise woman. Every wife can do has impact in the home 
And this is kind of giving us these two kind of like dichotomies. They're, 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 if she walks with the Lord, she, she will be a builder, you know? And, and if she disobeys God's wisdom, she will be a destroyer. Are you a builder or a destroyer in your home? And, and how much is that connected to your walk with the Lord? And it's not just for wives, it's for husbands. It's for all of us to, to understand and take away. It also says um, in, in chapter 12, verse 4, um, she must be faithful to her husband. A wife of noble character is her husband's crown. A husband's crown, but a disgraceful wife is like decay in his bones. It's like cancer. So again, a crown or cancer? How is it with you? What a choice, right? Like, there's not much middle ground there in that scripture for us, for, you, for the ladies right there. It's like, you're wearing a crown or you're a cancer? Yikes. Beauty isn't the only thing we should look for. It's also important that a wife have wisdom and discretion. Here's something, just an observation. Um, marriage doesn't change a person's character. When you think of marrying someone, you're like, I want my wife to have all those characteristics. But it's like, when you get married, especially if you're young, you're not finished. You're not complete. I've been married 27 years, and I'm still working on that. You know, there's still much to be shaped and grown. And so marriage doesn't change a person's character. Marriage doesn't. If there are character weaknesses in either the husband or the wife, marriage will only reveal and accentuate them. Right? I mean, that is what marriage does. It reveals it. A husband or wife who hopes to change his or her spouse uh, after the honeymoon is destined for disappointment. And, and that's something that is, is a challenge. And when, we, when I'm, we're doing like premarital counseling, premarital with a couple, a young couple that I'm going to get to marry. They were in our youth group in San Jose. And he's like, I want you to marry us. You know, and I'm like, why? He goes, because it'll be fun. And like, <laughs> I'm like, you're, such, you're still an 18, 17-year-old youth kid, you know, and I'm like, well, I'll do it, but you guys got to go through some assessments, and I want, I want to really, we want to really set you up with a firm foundation for marriage. And, and so it's been interesting going through this, like, well, this will change after a time, right? Like, I won't, this won't bug me as much 10 years, 10 days. And I'm like, oh, man, I just love, that's the best. Those are the best sessions. <sighs> when it comes to wisdom, when it comes to wisdom, looking at Proverbs, it's like the Mandalorian. This is the way. <laughs> this is the path to righteousness. This, this is the road to God. Here's a thought along those lines. Um, how many of you actually read the book, The Wizard of Oz? How many of you saw the movie? Yeah, we've all seen it. It's a wonderful children's novel. And it, it kind of depicts, you know, Dorothy is the, is the key character in, in the, in the um, movie. I think we have a picture of like, yeah, that's kind of like uh, depicting this. But The Wizard of Oz kind of gives the idea, uh, L. Frank Baum wrote the book, L. Frank Baum, and, and the beloved film was in 1939. And it was like an American fairy tale, quintessentially. It's like, it features the hallmarks of a Brothers Grimm type story. 
It transports these classic conventions to scenes of like middle America, a place of scarecrows and prairies and hot air balloons. And all of this imagery is neatly wrapped into a reflection on the American dream or the idea that brains, heart, and courage combined with hard work can help you reach what you desire, even if it is to go home like Dorothy. Um, Author L. Frank Baum wrote 14 books. I didn't know this until I studied this this earlier this week. He wrote 14 books on The Wizard of Oz, beginning with The Wonderful Wizard of Oz, published in 1900, and continuing later with titles such as Ozma of Oz, TikTok of Oz. TikTok is not just a social media invention. It's like 100, 200 years old. So... um, Rinky Tink of Oz was another title I thought was kind of fun to say. Uh, Many of the novels were published in yearly installments and released at Christmas for families to read. How cool is that? After Baum died in 1919, a new children's author, uh, Ruth Plumley Thompson, took up the mantle, wrote another 21 sequels to Wizard of Oz. Who knew? Here's a couple cool cool, cool points of Wizard of Oz. It's likely that Baum named the protagonist after his uh, niece, Dorothy. Dorothy Lewis Gage was Baum's niece who died in infancy in 1898. Now, Baum's wife adored this little girl and was so upset by the loss that she needed medical attention after the funeral. And so I think Baum wrote Dorothy into the story to kind of keep his niece's memory alive. I thought, wow, that's cool. The yellow brick road represents strategy. Like, how will you get there? The path you identify as the best and smartest way to accomplish your goal, that's kind of the yellow brick road. And similar to how the yellow brick road is the only paved path in the utopian emerald city, the way of wisdom and the way of wise women in Proverbs 31 kind of maps out the only way. This is the way to wisdom. Keeping with the cinema idea, if you think about classic movies, there are a lot of like wise women featured in epic movies. One of my favorites, I mean, definitely my wife's favorite movie, is this character. Can you name her? Mary Poppins, yeah. And this is, this is Emily Blunt, and she played the most recent Mary Poppins Returns character. It gave us, gave us a clear direction of a woman filled with whimsical and wisdom. Another one that's not as well remembered, but I just loved her character, was in Lord of the Rings. Any Lord of the Rings fans? Yeah. Nailed it. Galadriel in how she just had such wisdom. And if you remember a scene... Uh, which is such a great depiction of like good and evil. Like good people can be tempted. And she was tempted in a scene to take the ring and she, it's just a, it's an evil scene, right? For children. But it was such a great depiction of discipline and control. And yet in the midst of temptation, coming back to the center of what's right and good and that she did. And it was a great depiction of just a woman full of wisdom. Both actresses play characters uh, that possess the same kinds of qualities and attributes that Proverbs 31 is talking about. 
Proverbs 9.10 says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of what? And this fear entails a reverence. The word fear in that text talks about reverence and respect. It's not necessarily something that makes you afraid. It is more of a like respect. That if, that if I handed you a, a, a weapon that could take someone's life, be it a sword or a grenade or a, a handgun, there would be a healthy respect of its capability. Therefore, you handle it with care. Yes, some might fear it, but the more you handle a sword, the more you understand a weapon, the more you can not be afraid of it, but still fully respect its capabilities. That's our relationship with God. All who wish to be wise must first possess this basic fear of God. For the reality of God is the foundation of all human knowledge. Okay? We must respect and acknowledge not only his existence, but we must respect and acknowledge his power and his authority. And this is where knowledge starts and wisdom begins. I see a world full of people who do not have any fear of God. There's zero fear, none. And for their actions and their beliefs, we've seen this before in Scripture. Babylon ignores God's laws and builds a tower wanting to reach heaven. Sodom and Gomorrah give in to their flesh with full knowledge of God's laws. And how did that go for him? Destroyed, right? Without God, without reverence, without respect, without fear of the Lord, we're building our homes upon the sand with no foundation for wisdom or truth. This is why in the history of philosophy, if you study philosophy and you study the atheistic conceptions, which is like people that believe there is no God, the atheists, the atheists that have certain beliefs, these are known in the philosophical realm as anti-foundationalism. They got nothing to stand on. I mean, isn't that like, come on. They made up that term. I'm like, duh. So these conceptions are self-defeating. Therefore, there's no foundation to build on. So because of her wisdom, back to Proverbs Uh, Because of her virtue, because of her character, the woman in this closing chapter of Proverbs is respected by others. She is a person of dignity, verse 25. She's adored by her family. Ladies, isn't that what we all want? We all, man or woman, we want to be loved and adored by our family, respected by friends and community. And of course, wisdom and virtue do not always procure respect. You could be Wise, you could do the right thing and still get disrespected, especially in today's age. You can be doing the right thing and have all the critics come at you. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, to stand sometimes on truth. But here's, here's the thing that I've taught my boys, and I've taught this to the football team at Sandy High, and I'm teaching it to the golf team that I get to help this year. And it's the four foundations. I call them pillars of being a man. And it's reject passivity, take responsibility, lead courageously. But the fourth one is what we're talking about here today. And that is seek, 
Seek God's affirmation over man's. Seek God's approval before you seek anyone in this world. And that is like playing for an audience of one, living for an audience of one, worshiping an audience of one in three persons, the Trinity. So fear of the Lord is not a guarantee that you're going to get respect. Um, All right. I kind of want to land the plane with this. Um, Why is it important to keep in mind the fact that physical beauty is fleeting towards each other? The secret of her life is that she fears the Lord, it says. It's wonderful if a wife has charm and beauty. The possession of these qualities is not a sin. It's a good thing. But the woman who walks with the Lord and seeks to please him has a beauty that will never fade. And so I share, like, with my daughter, who's just turned 20, I share with this all the time, you have an inner beauty that will never fade as you walk with Jesus, as you follow close to him. That is the essence of being attractive. And it will attract the right things, not flies and bugs and dudes. <laughs> Which they're about the same level in my book, right? You know. <laughs> the man who has a wife who daily reads the word, who meditates, who prays and seeks to obey God's will, she's a treasure. She's truly a treasure. Now, we, when I say we, I mean us fellas, need to be worthy of this woman also. We need to also be wise. And like I say, we must be worthy of being trusted to love and adore and live with a wife with these virtues. So how do you recognize this inner beauty? How do you see that inner beauty in someone? I think you got to spend some time with them before you see it. And it comes to the surface. How can you show appreciation? How can we show appreciation to the the ladies in our lives that have these virtues? When you see it, we we need to like affirm it. So many things are unspoken. And when it comes to affirmation of the virtues that are like characteristics of God, we need to be a little more vocal. Amen, fellas? Amen, ladies? And it goes both ways. When we see the good in each other, we need to recognize it and call it out. It's easy to do the, 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 the opposite. This beauty, this beautiful tribute to the godly wife and a godly mother tells every Christian woman what she can become if she follows the Lord. And maybe we're, we're, we, you may feel like you're lacking in an area. Follow the Lord. Walk with the Lord and continue to grow. Self-awareness is a beautiful thing, but so is patience for yourself and for your partner and for your loved ones. So let me close in prayer and then we'll, uh, we'll go on with our day and just thank God. Let's just thank God for the, the presence that we, we experience today. God, thank you for being the light of the world. God, I just sense that there's some here that, that have been living and they feel like they've been living in darkness. 
that there's just a sense of darkness around them, and yet there is light in their life, but they haven't been looking or walking towards it. And I just pray, God, that, that we would begin to just walk towards the light and let it shine in our face and warm our soul. God, your word is a light. It's a lamp unto our feet. It's, it's a light unto our path. And so I just pray, God, that your word would go down deep. And that the, the presence that we sensed and that we, we leaned into during our, our worship time, God, that we would be reminded that you are here, that you will never leave us, that you are fighting our battles. You will protect us. And your grace is enough for us. And this, this new kingdom that you have ushered in, Jesus, you, you call us into this, this rebuilding this, this recovery, this rescue mission, you've called us into it with you, alongside you. So Lord, help us to see where you're at work. Help us to see where you're rescuing and help us to join you. I pray for our wonderful women here today, God, that they would feel uh, blessed and encouraged by your word in Proverbs 31, that they would be inspired to continue to walk close with you, Jesus. And that for the, for the guys here, God, that, that we would continue to, to learn from the ladies in our lives. We, there's so much to learn. And that we would also be worthy of the love of this type of, of Proverbs 31 woman. God, we could, we could do none of this without you and your love and your grace. So help us to represent you well today and help us to continue to tell the story of why you are so good. Amen?